Hey, this is Thinking and Drinking. I'm your host, Bart Almond. Over the last 30 years or so, I've worked for major record companies, working with major artists such as Alabama, the Dixie Chicks, and Florida Georgia Line. I've also been writing songs for the past 15 years, have over 50 cuts, two number ones, and made a lot of friends along the way. I'm going to be talking to some of those friends about songs, life on the road, and just life in general. I hope you have as much fun as I will. All right, today on Thinking and Drinking, we have Troy Johnson, or as his many friends know him, Tracker. I guess I've known Tracker for about seven years. He's an interesting couple of guys. He can go from uh, belly laughing to super intense in a couple seconds. He knows his job inside and out, whether he's tour managing a huge band on the road or managing developing acts and all points in between. He's been through some tough times recently, and going through this COVID quarantine by himself has been one of the most tough. So I'm super thankful he was able to take a ride out into the country and sit, socially distant, of course, for a chat. It was so great to catch up with him and see what's been going on with him. Here's my buddy Tracker, an interesting couple of guys. So what's going on, man? Uh, You know, it's Tuesday. How's COVID? Uh, COVID so far for me has been okay, you know? <laughs> Been, uh, you playing dominoes or cards or you know, solitaire? I'm a big spades or, uh, guy. Really? I enjoy one-on-one spades. If if uh, can you pull that just a little bit closer? Just a little bit closer. Just a little bit. Okay. Perfect. A little uh, a little one-on-one space. I love a group spade because right. then, then I can. It's much much more fun with four people. But a little one-on-one spades. It's really good. I got friends that are playing. Uh, oh shoot! Trivial Pursuit across the nation. They set up a phone over the game. Okay. And they each have their questions. Interesting. And he said they said it's it's awesome. It's so huh. much fun. They're doing it in like four different homes. There's there's a lot of different like Zoom games yeah. that you can now do with like groups of, of people kind of all over uh, as well. But Amy and I play dominoes and you just can't do that across no. the nation. I, I'm so, so I'm so tired of of, of Zooms in general that <laughs> I literally sometimes I've told our, our assistant Daisy like, um, can you just make it a call? Yeah, I just want to call someone. Yeah, I want to, I want to hear a voice, not stare at them. We bought a hundred thousand shares of Zoom right before this hit. Uh, is that why the Porsche is out front? Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, we talked about it. It's like you know, man, maybe we should buy some Zoom, you know, because this thing's taken off, and, and we never, and we never did, we never did. Uh, not a freaking dime, man. Oh, man. Somebody did. I want to buy Sock and Line Nation. What do you think? I think <laughs> you should. <laughs> now, we lost, a, we lost a restaurant. Ah. So that's been fun. Yeah? Yeah. You had a restaurant? Part, part of one. Invested in Which one. Which one is that? I didn't know that. It's called Stout Burger. It's over in Brentwood. Oh, dang. We also have uh, part of one in uh, California. But uh, Wait a second. Did I go to this? Is Paul Logan involved in this place? I don't know who all the investors are. You probably did. I may have gone to this. It's good, man. Freaking awesome burgers, awesome fries, awesome onion rings. Is it in a strip mall? Kinda. It's yeah. It's, it's under like eight hundred apartments. I'm almost have, positive I've been to this. One. Yeah, it's yeah. gone. It's gone. Oh uh, well. Yeah. What are you gonna do? COVID. <laughs> COVID. <laughs> That's just going to be like our our get smart answer for everything. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I see you're wearing a white t-shirt. COVID. <laughs> what are you going to do, man? I mean, know. there's the best excuse ever for anything. It's just like, oh. I just, sorry, I can't make it. It's 
COVID. Yeah. You know, do you have it? No, I don't have it. No. No. Just, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure how to spell it. <laughs> just, I think it's with a C. Or just a definitely K not or, going to your event because not of it. Going, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you seem like a fantastic person. I'm not going to be there. Not going to be there. <laughs> so, where were you born, man? Uh, I was born in Victoria, Texas. Victoria. Yep. So, were you zero at the time? Uh, well, <laughs> when you were born. <laughs> I was born when I was zero. Uh, born zero in Victoria, Texas. Where's Victoria? It's south. It's in between, say, like uh, Corpus and Houston. Oh, okay. Kind of that that little area down there, a little little further north of uh, of Corpus. You still have family there? Still have family there? Yeah. Um, okay with this get, last round of they were, but a very interesting story about Victoria and hurricanes is. My daughter, who lives in Port Aransas, Texas, uh, on her 16th, uh, 15th birthday, I think, maybe, um, Harvey, I think, hit. Okay. And I went down there for her birthday, August 20th. I landed, like, uh, got there, like, August 24th or something. Her birthday's on the 26th. And it was like, oh, this went from a one to a four. Mm. And we got to go. And we, uh, and I, I, her mom and her stepdad, we're kind of like, oh, we're you know, we got we got to go places, and 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 her stepdad took her dogs and everything to Austin North, okay, and then uh, uh, my uh, Carson's mom, yes, my first wife, <laughs> your first ex wife, <laughs> first ex wife, sorry, yeah, that's from an earlier conversation. Uh, she uh, she said we're going to go to Victoria, which made sense because I have family there too, and I obviously okay. wouldn't be staying with them, but I was like, oh, that's perfect, I'll follow you guys, and but then I looked at the hurricane and I was like. So Harvey is is heading towards Victoria. Like this is kind of interesting. Yeah. That we we're going to a place that the eye will be passing over. Yeah. And uh, so that's what we did. We we drove from Port Aransas to Victoria. You know, and, not everybody's doing that. No. And, and I, I I was very confused on the situation, but I said, you know what? I'm. What do I got to do? I, yeah. I got a rental car. I guess I'll go to Victoria. So I followed them to Victoria and stayed with my um, cousins. And, and and Carson, her mom, they stayed at their fam, their ex cousins. Well, they were my real cousins. They were my real cousins. Uh, I, I, my ex, I don't even know what they were. Anyway, uncle, I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, so the hot the eye passed right over us. It was crazy. So I spent. I, I mean, I barely made it out too. Like two days later, the water kind of came down a little bit. And I got my rental car, and I was like, I went by, I saw Carson, I say, look, I, I got to go because they were going to head back to Corpus. Right. And as I'm leaving, like all the rivers are just starting to rise. Oh, and there's a point where I pass over one river and I just barely made it. I had to drive all the way to Dallas to even get your flight. Holy uh, cow. It was crazy. But. So are you from a, a musical family? No, not at but, all. But I mean, you would you consider yourself a musical person? I mean, you don't write or sing or play necessarily, do Au you? Au contraire. Oh, you do? Yes. How did I not know now, that? Now, I will say this, though. Uh, there's a reason... <laughs> That I do what I do now oh, because I am not very good. Right, right, right. But man, I've got a songbook this thick, uh, and when I say this thick, you can't see my fingers, but you can imagine it's a good inch and a half. It, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. Two. Of, so, of uh, stuff you've solid. Written, it's a solid inch of and stuff half. you've written. Yeah, but all terrible, Mark. Terrible. But see, I just—I I don't know. I just—I got a guitar when I was um, eighteen years old, seventeen years old, and my my best friend Kent and I would just. 
GCD, GCD, yeah. GCD. Put a capo. Perfect. I know six chords. And just hey, go, go, go. That's and, Americana. Yeah, that's a John Prine. I sold that line from John Prine. He's like, hey, man, just stick a capo on it. You're fine. Uh, and uh, I, we just started writing. I had a gig, Trophies Bar and Grill what? on Congress in Nashville. I mean, in, uh, in Austin. Austin. And uh, we were the the happy hour band would take a break, and we played the break. And we did it like three times. And I was just like, we're so terrible. <laughs> we landed in twice. I don't know what it was. I just remember thinking, we are so bad. I've had people go like, you know, man, I wish I could play guitar like you. And I go like, do you enjoy it? I go, yeah. <laughs> I go, well, then what? You know, you're fine. You're, yeah. you're good enough. Yeah. Now, if you want to be Steve Warner or whoever your guitar player of choice is, well, then you got to put some work into it. Yeah. But if you can play... Three chords and you got to, you know, two chords and a lie is way better than three chords and the truth, I think. But and, and, and in Texas, man, I had beer, Texas, Good. you know. How many rhymes is there for Shiner Bach? Oh, my God. 600? At least. I'll give you 300 right now. <laughs> uh, so you moved to Austin in 94, right? Yep. I graduated high school in 94 and uh, I went to California Okay. That summer of my graduation year, and I got into a little trouble. The summer of love, as we the call summer that. Of, well, mm-hmm. Sammy mm-hmm. Kershaw got me in trouble. Let's just say, <laughs> I uh, I went to his concert. My best friend Kit and I went to his concert, and uh, we <laughs> were underage. My fake ID was Ty. I almost said Ty Bentley, but I think that's a radio guy. Uh, Ty Johnson was my last name, and we drank the whole time at this Sammy Kershaw concert. So much that I tried to get on his bus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I jumped the fence, walked straight up to his tour bus, walked on the bus. Guy stopped me and goes, what are you doing? I was like, I'm here to see Sammy. <laughs> and he goes, no, you're not. <laughs> so that was, my, that was my first run in with a tour bus. You know, I was like, I'm here to see Sammy. You know? and, uh, so anyways, we, we obviously had had too much to drink and drove home, got pulled over. Spent the night in the Hemet County Jail, which was a song lyric. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, my dad made me come home. So I came home and, and went straight to Austin. I had a buddy fly in, and I had my my license was uh, expelled. No. Expired? Ex- exhumed? No. I didn't have it anymore. Right. Yeah. So he had to drive me. So he drove me all the way back, which is a great trade-off. Uh, drove me back to, uh, to Austin. So yeah, I moved to Austin in 94. Where I loved it. So. Man. Yeah. And that's where you uh, started your budding career as a daycare teacher, is that? Yeah. I, I moved. Which is something I did not know about you. Yeah. So I, I, I moved there and I was going to go to Austin Community College. Okay. Where I actually went. And uh, I went, my dad thought I went longer than I actually did because I had dropped out of school and I was just... Um, Still telling him I had books I had to buy, and he was right. sending me money for the books, but I was definitely not going to college. Uh, Carson, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Uh, but that's, awesome. that's my daughter, Carson. But uh, yeah, so I, I needed a job, and I, I can't remember. I think it was a friend of mine from uh, Pleasanton, Kendall, who worked there, or I can't remember how it all came around, but yeah, I got a job at Extended Care for Kids, and it was awesome. I loved it. I, I kind of. Yeah, I loved kids. I loved. I think it's yeah. where my whole tour managing kind of thing kind of came into place. I loved just handling situations yeah. and everything. And and uh, yeah, so I worked for Extended Care for Kids and kind of moved through a, a, a group leader to a center supervisor 
to I, then I kind of had my hands in like four or five different schools where I was floating around making sure they're all running properly and, hmm. and uh, I loved it man I, I really that's did. interesting you say that because I have written down here describe being a tour manager because I think of it as professional babysitting yeah and I've always kind of thought that that's kind of I mean obviously that's a stupid small derogatory thing to say because it's way more than that right but how did you get in to doing that you know, I uh, I used to go watch this. Corey Morrow is this artist that uh, yeah, yeah. I was obsessed with. I, I went to Lubbock when a good friend of mine, Jamie and, and Beth from high school, I flew to Lubbock to see them. And I found myself in this living room and Corey and Pat Green were on the couch like, oh, yeah, cool. Like playing songs, just yeah. hanging out, you know, whatever. And and I, I, I that was my moment of being obsessed with with artists of some sort. Like I just like, holy shit, this guy. Yeah. Like, this, you know, he's just. I was obsessed with the music and um, so much so that I had no idea who Pat Green was, but I pulled out my uh, Dunian Burke, like long wallet. And I was like, it looked, it looked like this, to be honest with you, my back pocket. And I said, Hey man, will you sign this? And to he Pat? signed to Pat and mm-hmm. he signed it. And I still have that wallet literally to this day. Is it Velcro? Uh, no, it's leather. Okay. Very nice. Nice. And it's got, it's got Pat, Willie, you name it, Gary P. Nunn to, Every other artist, some people may not know, but uh, but we know. Exactly. Um, it had a Guy Clark signature on there, faded oh. off. But yeah, I don't know. Sorry, but um, so I met these guys, and then when I moved back to Austin, I just kind of fell into this group of guys who would go to Pete's Piano Bar on Tuesday nights, and Corey would play. We were underage, and we got in. And, um, I think I was just, I was literally there so much that I just became friends and, and, and it really just turned into when Corey was looking for a merch guy, it was like, well, that guy was always here. Yeah. I mean, maybe he'll sell our t-shirts. And so I kind of, I got a call from, you know, Clay Claflin, who was his manager at the time, a crazy psycho person. Uh, but in the best way, it, it, no, actually no, um, yeah, they offered me a, a merch gig and I, I literally left college state. I was in college station at that time because okay. I had my first ex-wife, um, <laughs> you're getting used to saying that, I aren't am, you? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, she had moved to, to college station. So I went there, blah, blah, blah. And so, uh, I started selling t-shirts and again, just kind of really, I just loved it, man. I loved yeah. talking to the fans. I loved pushing gear around. It was crazy. I, I, I just really fell in love with that lifestyle. And and then one day he's like, I worked to get the RV to Waco. And I'm like, yeah, an RV to Waco sounds great. So I went to you know went to Waco and, and did that. And then after that, it was pretty much all downhill with touring. Like I loved it. Yeah. And I booked bands for a long time. Like after a while of of selling T-shirts, I you know. Couldn't pay for anything. Yeah. And uh, so a friend of mine, Matt Pivato, said, hey, he booked Corey. He goes, come back to College Station. Let me live in your apartment. Uh, I'll pay your rent. I think it's how he paid my rent. And he gave me like 200. I can't remember what the number was. It was barely any money. 250 bucks. And I'll let you book a couple bands. And you can keep half the money. Yeah. You know, and of course he gave me bands that were making nothing. Right. So, yeah. you know, the first act I had, it was like a, you know, 45 year old female, uh, country artist. That's, that's a tough, that's a tough gig. They were playing the break. Yeah. That you guys, exactly. that gig, like, you I think I had more shows it. than yeah. she did that year, you know, <laughs> it was terrible. And, uh, so yeah, so I, I booked and then that turned into, 
I booked bands for like six years or something from from you know uh, Matt Mustang Entertainment, and uh, we worked the guy in Nashville, Ben Ewing, for for a hot oh, second. Oh yeah, yeah, and that was whew, Ben tried to sue me. It was terrible. Um, so what's the so you weren't necessarily tour managing then, though. So no, so I I I, I was the merch guy. Yeah. To a booking agent. Okay. Did that for a while, and then the, how the story goes is uh, Kirby Stanley was um, this guy. Kirby was was tour managing Roger Craiger. Okay. I knew Roger very well because I worked for his booking agency, so I I, I did some shows with yeah. him. Yeah. Blah blah blah, and then one day Kirby passed away on the road, mm. and. I got asked to fill in for him for, you know, just for Roger until things kind of got going. And I just kind of took the gig yeah. and, and I stopped booking bands and I was a tour manager and from Roger to, um, and to Eli young band. And then a really crazy night in Fayetteville, Arkansas with EYB turned into me choking out James Young in the back lounge of the bus. Oh, that'll happen. <laughs> that'll happen. I mean... One of my best stories is George Corey, who manages EYB and a bunch right. of other artists. Great guy. He uh, he calls me, and, and I... And I he, and that was he... At the time, and I had quit. They had fired me. You know, who knows who you ask, you know? Um, I just know... He just goes... He just, I told him the story, and George goes, Man, I know, but... You can't choke out the artist. No. <laughs> I was like, I know, but he's like, I know, I get it, but he's, you can't. he's not even a side guy. Yeah. His name's in, in the, the band. band. <laughs> yeah, no, we've all talked about it since then. It's funny. It's funny, but it was a it was a crazy night that that led me to Nashville. Yeah, that 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 uh, you know, it's always part of a plan, a story that gets you somewhere. But yeah, but yeah, I booked bands for the longest time, and then became a tour manager, and then did that for. I did Roger for uh, on and off for four years to EYB on and off for three ish four years to getting this crazy opportunity by my great friend Jordan Powell who just said I'll buy you a flight to Nashville and come up here and interview for jobs and hmm. he had three interviews for me that was after EYB it was with Chris Young Lady Antebellum and a band called Gypsy. It's Lady A. Oh, Lady A. Sorry, yeah, Lady yeah, A. Sorry. My bad. My bad. Lady A. Uh, at the time, Lady Annabelle. Yes. Um, and and I end up taking my first interview in Nashville. I land in Nashville. I've been here like on tours, right? But never like done the 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 interview with a Nashville manager kind of thing, right? Right. And my first interview was with Doc McGee. Nice. I mean, and at the time, With Gypsy, I don't even, right? Huh? Wouldn't Gypsy his? Yes, yeah. Gypsy was his. Yeah. And at the time, I don't even think I understood Doc McGee. He's such a good when guy. When I man. sat down for that interview, and just it wasn't literally till I left that Jordan kind of asked me how it went, and and uh, <laughs> he was like, "What?" Like I thought, I thought it had been with his brother, you know, and yeah, like, nah, Scott. it was Doc, man, yeah, Scott, yeah. And he's like, "No, Doc." I was like, uh, "You know, yeah. Doc's his real name." Really? Yep. That's interesting. Yeah. 
It's kind of like Tito is his real name, too. Tito Beverage. See? There you go. That's, that's kind of weird, yeah. Yeah, so you're looking at Doc, and you're not even putting it together that at one time, he managed Motley Crue, Bon Jovi, and whoever no. else at the same time. No. And, it, and I, I don't remember the interview. I don't... And maybe that's good that I didn't at my at yeah, time, yeah, 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 yeah. like, really think about that, because... I would have been so nervous. Oh, dude! Yeah. And I definitely, I definitely sat down already being kind of nervous just because I was, I was out of my element. I was in Nashville interviewing sure. for a Nashville touring gig, and and uh, yeah, so I, I it, it was, it was crazy. I, I've actually told him that story uh, at a poker table in Vegas, but I don't think he remembers me telling it to him. <laughs> my favorite Doc story, and it's everybody knows it is he's making five million dollars a month with these bands, and what does he do? He chooses to import five thousand pounds of marijuana. Yes, <laughs> and I know. it's like, wait a minute! You literally are lighting cigars with hundos, and you, this is Why what you, you do. do Why would you yeah. do that? Because you know him, man. He's a freaking smart guy. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, crazy. Interesting. But, um, so, how'd you get the gig with FGL, which is where I come in? Yeah, I was with. Um, Chris Young. So out of that interview oh, okay. process, sorry, I took my my next interview is with Becky Harris. Um, so I don't know Becky. What did she do? Becky is Chris's Chris Young's mom ah. slash business manager. Right. I know who she is. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and so I did that interview, and um, I took the Chris gig. Like I I I, I took the Chris gig, and that was during I can't remember what single maybe voices the first time because that song came out twice as a single did really? you know that i did not know voices that. came out god i hope this is right but yes i know a song of his i'm pretty sure it's voices okay he released it twice the second time is when it went number one interesting um, and i'm 90 percent sure on that story but since you don't edit this i'm someone's gonna call me out on it that's all right but, um but uh yeah so it didn't go anywhere i only did that show for two years that gig for two years and then moved moved back to texas and then I took the Chris Young, took the Miranda merch gig. No, took the Miranda production assistant gig. God, I'm all over the place. I've been with way too many people. Right? You know, it's like, it's like I know I only got two Y's. That's your first X artist. No, wait, 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 wait. Um, took the Miranda production assistant gig, and that's how I ended up back with Chris Young as TM. Ah, okay. And I was doing a show, and I was actually, Chris Lane was opening for Chris Young, which is the weirdest time that Seth had just started working, started just started working with uh, with Chris Young, and um, I got a call from Seth Engel, and he just goes, he just goes, man, I got these two guys, and they're taking off, blah blah blah, yeah, no kidding. they're huge. Um, you want you want the gig? And I I said no. Seriously, I turned the gig down. How come? Chris was a great boss. He, Chris Young. Chris Young. Okay. Treated treated me and, and, and my ex great. Yeah, he's one of those dudes you've Man, never heard a bad story about. I, per, for me, he personally yeah. is a great guy. Yeah. And, and, and he he paid well. You know, he was just a good overall good dude. And I, I wasn't really wasn't looking for a new gig. And right. It wasn't until the second phone call from one from Kevin Neal okay. and one from Seth again that I sat down and and Danielle, my ex, was like, "You need to take this gig. Like, this is a game changer." And so I, I do have to say, she she kind of, yeah. like, she told me, like, you need to take this job. And she was right. She was right. Because yeah. I took it, and man. There was a new sheriff in town overnight, oh man. Yeah. The Bannon crew hated me. 
They did, man. Because <laughs> I definitely, you know, at that point, I'd been tour managing forever, and I just, I, I, I'm a very stern kind of guy, and I have, have certain ways of doing things, and I'm so a tourist. You've said that people don't like you for more than three days. Uh, that's very true. What is, what is, what What's that based on? I mean, because, I mean... My, my, my life. Yeah, you had like four days with me. <laughs> that's true. That's and then, true. man, I think that's, I think that's kind of it. I would, I, I'd love to ask a lot of different tour managers if they feel the same way, but I think with, with me in general, and I, mean, well, I definitely a, have some people that will, that will vouch for that statement. And I don't a, mean like they, you hate me. No, but days. you're a taskmaster. I am. Master. And, and yeah. I am. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm very anal about a lot of stuff and I'm very, but that's your gig though. You're not out there to be friends with the band you're out there to get crap done yeah I, i've kind of always said I, I don't want to be the artist friend yeah i don't I, i'm friends with, with like the artists i work with now i'm friends with them yeah but they know that when they're going out they don't need to call me right i'm not going to go out with them yeah and it's not because i don't like them and want to be with them it's because i just you know that that's how that it's relationship what you do. needs to work right yeah. and so i think that you know no one likes me after three days is is is, is, is almost it's true statement man i mean i really start to get under people's like you don't you know under people's or get on their nerves i guess after three days because I'm, I'm just hey you know what are we gonna do let's take I, care of something let's I, I do something let's you're do. more just the my way or the highway kind of guy and you either deal with that or you don't either way yeah it's fine and and i'm 100 willing to take the fall if it doesn't work yeah and i i definitely admit when it's wrong um, I remember us getting yelled at by a certain artist in Penn State. <laughs> Did we really? Yeah. Was it an artist we worked for? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I've definitely been but yelled at. It was because you needed phoners to be done. Oh, yeah. And they didn't get done. Yeah. And you were going like, what the hell, man? Yeah, that's also a, a big, like, there's been artists I've worked with before that I don't work with anymore because I'm also not... I'm not the yes man. Yeah. I, I'm going to push something. I'm going to, if something needs to be done like that situation, I'm yeah. like, Hey bud, this needs to get done. Yeah. So now. either, either now or just tell me you're not going to do it. I can move on because right. you're wasting my time. Yep. And so I don't have a problem saying that to an artist, which definitely has gotten me in trouble a few times. But at the same time, like I do know artists that right now that respect me for that. Too. That's day two and a half. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, when I go on the road now, it's really just for one show. <laughs> so. so, would you rather? Um, and I don't know your personality enough to to. Would you, would you rather be out there breaking a new act, or would you rather be out there with megastar superstar act? Because it's two completely different. Yeah, train wrecks. I tell you, the, the thing that I've loved most about coming off the road and working in kind of the big loud world a little bit is, is we're known for that. Yeah. You know, developing artists. Right. It's something that I, even when I wasn't, even when I was tour managing, like when I started tour managing EYB, they definitely had something happening. Yeah. But oh, for when, sure. I, when I got on board and not because of me, I'm saying this happened just mm-hmm. because of like the team, how we built the team together and how we started, you know, it just, I like that part. So I do yeah. like developing artists or being I'm a part you. of someone developing artists. Yeah. Now, trust me, I want to ride that sucker all the way out. Sure. Well. I mean, but, with, but at that I point, it's you it. and me against the world. Yeah. And I love, yeah, I love that. that. That's where you really form your team and, and everybody gets, yeah. it's either get on board or get off I've, the bus. I've kind of like, I've really 
really pride myself on creating that team. Yeah. Creating that front yeah. house guy to the tour guy to the guitar tech to really building people around. I mean, that FGL crew oh, dude. is one of the best crews around from, from everyone on that tour. Yep. And some of those guys were there before I got there. So I just had to learn that relationship with them. And, and, and we, but, but some of those guys, we, you know, Beaner and I, and, and, and everyone just kind of worked on bringing that group together. I mean, Bean was one of the best hires for, I think that tour. To me, the coolest thing about that group of guys is, we're going to accept you until you prove to us that you're an idiot. Yeah. You know what? There's no proving yourself. Yeah. It's just like, oh, well, you've already been vetted. You've already been vouched for, so you're part of the team. Yeah. And everybody was that way, man. Yeah. I just, yeah, it's such a good group of dudes, man. It was a great, great group of guys. Oh, and now they're not. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now Mr. Azoff can deal with them. So, uh, do you want to talk about the uh, the fifteen million dollar elephant in the room? Man, you said it's a great story, and it, I, it and is I, a great story. I asked you because yeah. I I don't really know the story. Yeah, so I I got a call from FGL's attorney one day and just said, "Hey, you ever been sued for fifteen million dollars?" <laughs> I was like, "No, I have not, sir." And he goes, "Well, not guess as, what? <laughs> not as of earlier today, <laughs> one minute ago." Yeah, we did a show in, in Salt Lake City, Utah, right outside of town, and it pretty much worked out. The buyers had no money, mm. and uh, when when and we, we went back and forth whether we were going to do the show, and Tyler and BK were like, we're here. Of course we're going to do the show, so it was my job as a TM to go get as much money as I could, and so I go into this room, <laughs> and it's crazy, man. I go into this room, and I get paid in like... Ones and Nickels. fives. Yeah, like like literally like quarters and dollars. I'm like, guys, y'all are missing. I can't remember what the what the actual payment was. It was a couple hundred grand or something or something like that. You go um, back to the bus with a sock full of dimes. Yeah, go, hey. and I'm at this table with, you know, 10 or 15 people at it. And, and I asked for Beaner to come with me because I looked over and one guy had a gun. And I knew he wasn't a cop. Well... <laughs> I judge people. <laughs> I'm also known for that. There's a couple of those in this room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As so I'm all nervous in here. Um, but uh, and I was just like, man, I feel, I, feel, I feel a little uncomfortable. Yeah. You yeah. know, there's money. There's They know I'm mad because the show is terrible. Um, I'm not getting paid. There's guns in the room. I dollar bills. And it's a bell, bell bondsman? Bail bondsman. Bail bondsman. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. the ones putting on the show. And they bring in perfectly wrapped dollar bills. Like, I mean, like drug money. Yeah. Like wrapped dollar bills. And I'm just going through it and counting everything. Like Escobar dollar bills. Yeah. And I get, like, I get as much cash as I can, which isn't a month, isn't much, 15 grand, maybe something like that. And the rest, they gave me in a check. And we end up doing the show. And uh, the next day. It's like a personal check. Oh, company check. Yeah. Okay. Because because the thing is, is, is a tour manager you don't ever leave without the money. Right. So whatever whatever form it's in. Yeah. You cash check. Hope it works. Pennies, nickels. I mean, I've walked around to vendors at night and taken money from a festival. Like literally, the festival didn't have money, Holy and I've cow. walked from vendor to vendor with a buyer, and he's gone, "Hey man, do you mind? You know, it's it's the box was a hundred bucks, come hundred bucks. Boom, hand it to me. Thank you, sir. The next one. I mean, it's, wow. my job is to get the money. Yeah. And so that night, I got. See, that's day left. three right there, man. Yeah, day that's three. day three. <laughs> that next day. I'm well, my money. It's funny we go on day three, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, so the next day I wake up and, and I send the money off. That was it. Done. 
my my deal my gig was done yeah and this this trip was an interesting trip because we had rented a jet for the whole for like seven days for FGO mm-hmm. so we had the band the crew everybody was on the plane it was just it was a great time we were playing craps in the back of the plane oh yeah we left Lex at the festival. Like we almost, <laughs> we almost Lex the merch not guy. Not on purpose. Not on purpose. Great I guy. promise you, Lex. Although Lex and I have had some major issues, he I only wouldn't leave him at a festival. He and I only called him and I was collapsed like, his bunk onto me once. <laughs> yes, he did. I remember that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I called him for something. I was Never like, sleep under Lex. I was like, hey, man, can you grab that? <laughs> did you? I said, did you grab the, the dop kit, BK's dop kit or something like that? He goes, Oh yeah, yeah, I'll grab it. I'm still here. Where are you guys at? And we were already at the airport. Uh, like we were about to get on the plane. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay, yeah, we're gonna send someone back for right. it. We'll be right there. But yeah, so I mean, and then it turned into a, <laughs> I know, so many situations like that. But um, so yeah, so I, I was in a lawsuit, and 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 what's crazy about that thing is my name. Like I was just the guy who collected the right. money, yeah. Man. And all I did was 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 uh, say, you know, I just told the people that were involved, like, oh, he didn't pay. I, I didn't do any, I didn't do anything. I sent the money. The business manager cashed cash the yeah. check, and um, and then I Polestar comes out, and it's just like FGL tour manager sued for fifteen million dollars. Actually, Brian O'Connell gave. He's like, you need to uh, put this in a frame. Yeah, like, this is awesome. And so I definitely I didn't get it framed, but it should be. I I, I have the 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 Polestar because this magazine. may never happen again. <laughs> Good God, yeah. <laughs> I hope it doesn't. But it took forever for this thing to get cleared. Like it took so long that I didn't even know that it was cleared. Who's suing you? The bail bondsman? The festival sued, okay. saying that I talked because I cashed a check, and because I told everyone that the check didn't cash, I was talking like they wouldn't be able to have any more festivals. So slander, I guess, or something. So it was me, FGL. And I think Seth was in this, the lawsuit, which is why I was so mad about it. It was the four of us, maybe not Seth, the three of us, mm-hmm. but yet I'm the only guy right. whose name gets mentioned in the, the in, the, in the actual bold print of yeah. Pulsar magazine. I'm like, good on. luck squeezing 15 mil out of me. Yeah, I'll, settle, <laughs> I'll settle right now for a grand. Yeah. You guys good. I mean, just a, you like these shoes? You can have exactly. them. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, so, so I hate Salt Lake City, by the way. I never go back. <laughs> but it's easy to get around because it's all north, south, east, and west of the temple. It's mm-hmm. really easy to get around. Very true. Um, so what's what what are you what are you doing right now? I mean, you're your day to day guy for, for Morgan and Hardy. Yeah. Is that is that a lot different than what you did with FGL, or do you even know because we've all been sitting no, in our basement for five months? No, I mean I'm definitely the coolest part about the the day to day gig um, for me is having you know with 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 Tyler and BK with FGL there was no I wasn't really I didn't give advice I didn't give mm, input okay. I didn't give I was a guy yeah. I got from you know. You were a Where logistic to go. guy. I was a schedule guy. Yeah. I was, you know, that was my job. And I love that. I, I'm literally, I've said this before, I'm obsessed with taking care of a situation for yeah, an artist. You're a detail guy for sure. Yeah. yeah. So with, with the, with the day to day gig and, and maybe not even day to day, even a little bit more on the management side is I do get say, I do have input I mm-hmm. do, and then the artists and Seth and people listen. And that's, that's the coolest part for me. Now yeah. I, I do love when I, I have the idea 
and I come into the room and it's it's said and and it's well, and you've got through, you twenty know? years of experience talking. Yeah, yeah. I've definitely seen a lot of. Things. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. That, that could help a situation. So that's what a, I kind of do now. You I should mean, write a book. Sure. No, no, no. no, 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 no. <laughs> well, so you wanted uh, you you mentioned is is this Rome, Georgia thing? Yeah. Is that with these guys? No. Uh, yeah, with with Morgan Hart. Okay. So 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 Peachtree Entertainment who is uh, an incredible group of guys. They are putting on a show in, in Rome, Georgia on October 9th and 10th. And I have sat through... Are you playing the breaks? Uh, yeah, yeah, me and Kent McCorkle <laughs> yeah, playing the breaks. Um, we, uh, I've sat through so many fairs and festivals trying to tell me how they're going to do a socially distant show. Yeah. And not one has worked. There hasn't been one. Right? I mean, mm. the drive-in shows sound, sound terrible. Um, so I get it that it's something, and I want the I yeah. want the fans to it have is. something. It's, it's something tomorrow yeah. night, which is on the September 9th. I don't know when this thing will go up, but it, it, we're doing something with Hardy that's a virtual concert too, and it, it, there's mirrors. There's like you see people, and it's it's a dome kind of thing, hmm. and it's the most craziest. I'll show you a picture after this. It's the craziest thing, but the the March the, the October 9th and 10th show is, um. It's put together great. It's like drum risers for the most part, little okay. pods, and there's you know six people per per pod, and there's uh, five hundred of those or whatever. It comes up to five thousand people six times. Whatever gets you five thousand. Do that division on that. Um, yeah, that's um, nine. But it um, and the way they presented it is it's great. It's like you get you get an email on when you can enter, so it's not all a bunch of people oh, in that's one cool. room. Yeah, you you order your alcohol online and it's in a it's in a cooler when you arrive to your pod so there's no hand-to-hand stuff you right. know, it's, it's like it, it's cashless and it's, you're not in line you're not in line the only time you ever find yourself in a line is a restaurant bathroom yeah and they've they've spaced it out they've put double the porta potties double the security if you once you're in your little pod area you can watch a show with no mask the second you step out you gotta have your mask on and that's what we're just trying to tell fans like yeah. guys this is it like yeah. if you want us to perform for you if you want shows I know you may not agree with it. Like I told you, I mean, I, yep. I definitely don't want to wear a mask, but I do it. Yeah. You know, and it's, yep. it's, it's this, the fans need to realize that. That's what we have. That's yeah. If you want yeah. live shows, this is what you have to do to be a part of the live show. And we've, you know, we've stressed to the fans and Morgan and Hardy and, and it's also Riley Green's on the next Oh, night. cool. Riley Green's on Saturday with John Langston. Um, and then our night is Ashton Craft, Hardy and Morgan. It's, uh, you know, there's just going to be rules that you have to abide by. You yeah. know, it's the only way we're going to be able to do shows. Yeah. I really hope that it it works because we're going to do a couple more, I think, before the end of the year. Yeah. So, yeah. Man. I know. I'm, I'm excited about this. I'm really excited. Well, I mean, it's it's just, it it's goes back to it's my way or the highway. Yeah. This is what we have, and if you don't want to be a part of that, then don't show up. Don't show up. We're fine with that, don't too. Do yeah, I know. We're, we have plenty of fans that want to be yeah. a part of it. We're doing our part to give you something. Don't Absolutely, screw it up for us. Yeah. And also, you're you're kind of you're you're kind of in this group, man. That you're the you know you're in the know. Yeah. You know, I think it's kind of cool. Like, I was a, one of the only five thousand people that got to do that. I think that's kind of neat. And, and I, I hope that, that some of the other promoters and other people around take a look at this. And I, I'm actually, I think it's great that Peachtree and Independent, yeah. for the most part, um, they might be kind of signed, kind of owned by somebody, but <laughs> somewhere along the line. But um, <laughs> I do, yeah, yeah, anyway. Um, I do, I do think I, it's great for them 
to take this and 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 be the first ones Dude, to do this in the U.S. They're leading the charge, done, man. Yeah, they they did this in Europe somewhere, uh, and it, it worked perfect. Really? Yeah. Peach this, tree? this happened before in Europe. The peach tree guys did no, it? no, not Europe? peach tree. Oh, okay. They took it from from there. So, um, yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm pumped about it. I, I really I'm, I'm I'm excited to get shows happening. What venue is it? Uh, it is at the I don't know. Yeah, it's at the uh, the her her right? uh, Rome, Rome River Jam at dang. I wish but it's I outdoors. It's outdoors. That's the sure. only way that this is going to work, right? Hundred percent. You got to do it outdoors. outdoors. Yeah, yeah. Going to be outdoors. Place holds fifteen thousand. There's going to be five there. Yeah, something like that. So man, yeah, mm. it's going to be cool. You know, the only bad thing about it is no merch. You can buy merch online. Interesting, but okay. you can't have merch stands. Yeah, because then there's that there's the close, line, yeah. yeah. So, as artists, I think you're going to have to we're just going to have to get creative on how we're selling merch yeah. these days. I mean, online sales are doing great right now. I mean, really, fans, yeah, fans still want things. Any of you guys doing uh, streaming shows, online stuff? You know, we haven't done any paid streaming shows. Mm-hmm. I still think it's a little too early. Or maybe not. I, I we're getting there right now. I think is a time where you might be able to start asking for a ticket price for streaming shows. Yeah, and, and I, but we have taken the approach of. Let's just give the fans content, yeah, and and let them let them see shows. But we don't know if right now is the time to go. Hey, you, let's pay fifty dollars for an online show. The people I've talked to said that they're not not doing great. Yeah, the, I will tell people, and I'll send you this link if you're bored and want to watch it tomorrow night. But Hardy is doing something that is, I think, crazy. It's awesome. I mean, the way that, and especially for the artist, the artist stands on a stage and he sees all these faces. Yeah. It's, like, it's like watching a Zoom, but in a theater, all the faces are right there. Yeah. And you hear noise, you hear them singing, you hear them clapping. Um, it's it's a really, really cool setup uh, that that I think is, and, and fans get different views. They get a pit view. Oh, that's cool. They get seating view okay. and they get lawn view. So there's three different ways that you can see the show too. You can buy in more expensive ticket, of course. Sure. For, this, for the upfront view. And you know... <laughs> You know, you can get a camera on stage if you want. Fifty more dollars. <laughs> no. It's going to be held by a monkey, but it's going to be cool. <laughs> it's going to be cool. We didn't tell you where the camera was. But. So, what's your favorite? Uh, is you've been in a million venues. Do you like clubs and bars, or you like arenas and stadiums? Or, I mean, I know they 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 both have their charm. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I definitely would choose. Um, there's some solid. I mean. Solid venues out there, but like uh, Guilford, New Hampshire, um, is great. Um, I, I mean, I enjoy Bridgestone; it's a good venue. Yeah, um, I do too. There's a is it, is it Kansas City? There's some really great arenas out there. Yeah, um, and but but and I love Joe's on Weed. Um, all the Joe's clubs. Joe's Rosemont is incredible. Um, like Rosemont is in Chicago. Is in Chicago. Okay, yeah. So there's a venue there that that Ed owns also. But Joe's on Weed is it's kind of an old stomping ground, you know? I mean, yeah. it's kind of like when we were in Texas, those were the first kind of shows we'd go up to. And that was like, oh, we're going to Joe's, going to Chicago to right. play a show. And, uh, but I think I think I, lo- I love amps. Yeah. I do. I, I think. Minus there not being enough dress rooms and showers. Yeah. So, minus that. And the air conditioning never Terrible. cools down in dressing rooms no. in an amphitheater. No. Ever. No. Not at all. So you're always just soaking water. Catering's wet. outside. It's hot. Maybe I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, looking back on that. <laughs> looking back. I'm just Loading uh, in kind of sucks, but I'm not really loading in. Uh, okay. Well, we're good. 
Outside of that, yeah, I, I love them. I it's love great. Them. It's great. So, was there a, a now that you've been off the road for a while? Is there a is there a band you'd go back out with two hundred and fifty days a year? I mean, like Stones or ZZ Top or Aerosmith or somebody like that. Or man, I would never work with a band that like I, I'm obsessed with. Like I would never. I mean, okay. I, I'm a huge Wilco and National. Fan. Sure, sure. I would never want to work with them. Yeah, I want that distance. I don't because ever want to meet Jeff Tweedy. You'd see behind the curtain, exactly. and it would just break your heart. I've seen artists behind the curtain. Yeah, not pretty. Yeah, never meet your heroes, man. No, never meet your heroes. That's a dangerous. Uh, But I don't, man. I I do miss the road, and and um, I would, you know, I think I would go back out. I think I would tour manage some bands, but I don't know who that would be. Like, I uh, I would I wouldn't tour manage Morgan Wallen. Yeah, that guy's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) But but uh, he he would think that's funny. Um, but I, I kind of would like to, to be honest, I, if there was an artist I was developing, like a younger artist, I think I would like to kind of go back out and just kind of just, and start from the process too, with even the crew. Like I enjoyed yeah. hiring guitar techs. So you'd be a manager process. slash tour manager at that point. That's true. Yeah, yeah. 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 But I don't know at some point if I was an actual tour manager, like, yeah. hey, I, I'm no longer able to manage Seth fires me. No one likes me anymore. Um, three days. Yeah, three days. Yeah, he's been with me more than three. So um, I, I would definitely do it again, but but uh, it'd be tough to go back in a van. Yeah. It'd have to be a bus tour for sure. Can you even imagine, I mean, seriously, the logistics? I mean, you've FGL was so huge. Can you imagine going out and doing Stones or U2 where you're at two stages, two crews are hopping and skipping and 20 buses, 30 trucks? I mean... You know, it's not a one person job, no, is it? And 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 you're you're when I first started tour managing and getting a part of like knowing that there's a production assistant and mm-hmm. what does a production manager do and what is the you know you know there's a backstage manager there's a this there's, there's so many people that it takes to make an actual large tour yeah. move down the road and when I first moved to Nashville and I had my first tour that had a bus and a truck I was nervous yeah because I just didn't I didn't. I didn't understand. And Jordan told me, he goes, man, they're all going to the same place. Yeah. The truck drivers are professionals. They know where to park. The bus drivers have been to the venues. They know where to park. Talk to the venue. So he, he really kind of said, man, it's, it's kind of all there. You know, it's, it's, uh, so many other people in a tour. It takes so many people to make that thing. You could micromanage your head off if you wanted to. You could. And you really do have to trust. I mean, that was a good thing about, like I said, about the team with FGLs. Like, yeah. We really had a great lead driver, a yeah. great lead bus driver. Um, our production managers at the time were great. You know, it's like we had, had a couple a good of bus th- drivers that thought they were the lead drivers. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny, bus drivers. Woof, man. Dude, I tell podcast. you what, I love, Amy never got this, but I loved getting up at six in the morning and going to have breakfast with the bus drivers. Because that's where everything had. Did you guys see that car that was on yeah. fire last night right outside of camp? What? Well, you, know you know what know? a bus driver loves? To talk. Oh, dude. Oh my God. I would always go sit in that jump seat and just let them <laughs> yeah. do whatever. I, I love the jump seat, but sometimes I, I would get in that jump seat and I kind of just want to enjoy my coffee. Yeah. And it'd just be like, sleep good last night? <laughs> yes, I slept good last night. Yes, I did. I've told you that for 325 days this year. I slept good <laughs> in the bunk. <laughs> did you feel that one time? No, I didn't feel the bunk. No, Lex, feel Lex never fell on me. <laughs> it's a good night. It's a good night. Oh, good night. 
Can I get yeah. you some coffee? You want? Here, I'll drive while you go get coffee. <laughs> yeah, How about we do that? You want to do my lightning round? Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. All this is, is I'm asking you questions and I just answer. Okay. Answer quick. Answer quick. Okay. What's your favorite book? Don't read. <laughs> that was quick. I'll, maybe Bridges of Madison County. It's the only book I've read. And my uh, girlfriend in uh, high school made me read it. <laughs> Don't read it. All right, Natalie. That's cool. Um, are you a bath or a shower guy? Shower. I nice. hate the bath. Uh, what's the last gift you gave someone? Uh, a pair of slip-on Adidas shoes, I think. Yeah. Nice. What was the first concert you saw? How old were you? And did you get a t-shirt? Uh, I know it was Keith Whitley the year he died. Oh, man. Uh, which I saw Keith Whitley the year he died. I saw Randy Travis the next year. It was my first two ever concerts in Pleasanton, Texas. Uh, Pleasanton Cowboy Homecoming. Man. Yeah. So I, I don't, I'm really bad at remembering what, uh, how old and stuff I was. Did you I don't get a t-shirt? Know I, was. I didn't get a t-shirt. Is there anybody better than Keith Whitley? Not to me, man. That voice. Dude. Yeah. It's it's incredible. Yeah, I, love I remember it. the day he died. I just sat in my office and just teared up. It's like I never met him. Never, no, I had no connection to him. But he just broke my heart. What was cool for me is is realizing um, when I got into the music stuff, and I, and I realized, oh God, that was the guy. My mom's like, yeah, you saw him. Yeah, in Pleasanton in eight. I can't remember the year it was. Uh, but yeah, and mm. I was like, oh, that's yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Do you collect anything? Uh, I do not know. What's your uh, favorite TV show to binge? Uh, the Wire. Oh, I love that. Yeah, Game of Thrones also, too. I did. Yeah. I crushed that. <laughs> yeah. It's nice of you to get on board seven years after it's off the air. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. <laughs> What's your favorite song? Favorite song? Um, it's impossible, isn't it? May, maybe not. Uh, oh, God. You just asked me this. It's a Guy Clark song. Why did I just forget this? Uh, Dublin Blues. Guy Clark. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude. Ooh, or things, um, things that work. Is that what it's called? Things that work. Things that also, Guy Clark. Yep. Some of my favorite songs are Guy Clark songs. Yeah. Ooh. So yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll remember that song in a second. Never had a hit. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of have a funny Guy Clark story. If you got a oh, please. God dang. So <laughs> I was touring. I was with Chris Young, and we uh, we are at an award sh- award ceremony of some sort, and Chris got this award. And um, it was at a country club here in Nashville, and Guy was there. And it was one of my first times to actually mm. be standing next to Guy and um, had an opportunity to say hi to him and versus like just going to a show or something. And he's standing there. Had and, you met him before? Uh, I'd met him as a fan like at a show. Okay. But not hung out, right, not right, right. anything. Um, I want to live over in a neighborhood where he lived at because Guy Clark lived there. Yeah. You know, I want to live off Whitebridge. Yeah. And, and um, so... Chris hands me his award. He's talking. Guy Clark walks up to Chris Young to talk to him. Chris hands me his award, and I, I grab his award, and I look up at Guy, and I just drop the award. And Guy looks at Chris and goes, this guy with you? <laughs> he was. Yeah. And I just picked the award up, and I was like, ah. You know, like, oh, God. Chris was like, oh, yeah, this is my tour manager. But that was how he... That yeah. was his impression to me. Yeah. I dropped the award. He's like, this guy's with you? Yeah. It was yeah, funny. But. Dude, I have two quick stories. I've only met Willie Nelson one time. It was at BMI Awards. I'd gotten an award, and Jeffrey Steele had gotten Writer of the Year 
So we were going to a little shindig for Jeffrey afterwards. So I told Amy, you've been to the BMI Awards? Uh, yeah. So, you know, it's in that garage yeah. and you, the bathrooms are up and back around. So I told Amy, I said, I got to go to the bathroom before we get out of here. So I'm heading to the bathroom, have my award on, my medal on, and there's a guy cross-armed right outside of the door. It's like, what in the wide world of sports is going on here? But he sees my award, so he just... So I go in, <laughs> and I hear, whoop, zipper, turn around, it's Willie. Uh, and he goes, hey, man, congratulations. And he sticks his hand out. Like I'm going like, what are you going to do? You shake it. You shake it, and you go wash, and then Whoa. you go to the bathroom. But it's like, oh, he, could not, he could not have been nicer and just more, you know, he was so... Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was, it was. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The other funny story about meeting somebody famous <laughs> was I got to go to the MCA after party and I always wanted to meet Lyle Lovett. Uh-huh. And I was with one of my MCA buddies and he goes, well, come with me. I'll, I'll introduce you. So he goes up to Lyle and he goes, Lyle, hey man, this is my boyfriend, Bart. And it's like, <laughs> crap. So I shake his hand and. And he looks at me like in that sort of standoffish Texas way, yeah. like, oh, whatever, dude. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> so what are you listening to these days? Um, I listen to a lot of national. Do you? Yeah, I listen to... Are they in Texas? Uh, no, they're from Ohio. Ohio, okay. Yeah. Um, man, I, I, don't, I don't venture out a lot. I just had a conversation with, uh, with Patch, who works at the office, that... I've started to dabble more in like weirder playlists just to kind of try to yeah. to get out there. My daughter is a, she loves music and she loves artists. I don't even know their names. Like just yeah. independent artists that she found on TikTok or but she loves a good sad song like me. Oh, like she definitely got her music from me. I'm with you. And and um so yeah, I listen to a lot of national um a lot of man, I listen to a lot of Hardy right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just love the record. Um, Wilco, Ryan Adams. Uh, I know he's not in the best of terms with people right now, Ryan. But uh, oh, I don't know. Anything. Still good music. Um, yeah, no, no, nothing, nothing really new. I think really. He's so. from Canada, right? No, that's Brian. Brian, Adams. sorry. Brian. Yeah. 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 So, if you weren't in the management end of things, what would you be doing with your life? I think I'd be a teacher. Seriously, you still yeah, would if be. If I could have gotten through college, yeah. Yeah, I think I would have stuck it out at like, you know, yeah, I I love, I love kids. I love, yeah. Um, or, you know, a coach, I'd have been something in that, you know, with a group of people. I would yeah. have, I used to say when, um, when I was actually in the music business and my out is working at Target. Yeah. But then my mom worked at Target and I was like, I can't work at the same place as my mom. Well, so there's yeah. other targets. Well, that's true too, I guess. It would, yeah. I guess I could do that. No, it, but it's, teaching would think I, I really, I do. I, I love working with kids and I love helping, um, groups of people. Yeah. So whether it be, uh, uh, coaching or teaching or, you know, of course I would have had to have graduated college and that was a tough thing for me. So, well, you got a fake ID. You probably could have got a fake diploma. That's true. I know a couple people have got those. <laughs> and they're doing great. <laughs> and they're doing right nice. Yeah, I know what you mean about the the Target thing. I always said that I got so tired of basing my self-worth and my heart health on these songs. Yeah, It would have been nice just to go to 
Home Depot. And when you come in, you go, I need a hammer. And I kind of just go, I got a red one and I got a blue one. Yeah. And when I get home that night, I'm not going to sit there and go, why did that guy pick the red one? The blue one's a way better. I'm not going to say that. Man, it, it really is. I, I would love, I say love, I would I would like at some point for there to be that kind of my head to turn yeah. off at night or, you know, Dude. or to not worry or not. Um, but It's hard, man. But, but as much as I, it drags me down at times, I'm also obsessed with it. Oh, absolutely! Like, it would, you know, it would it would be so different for me, but it would it would be kind of cool to to go back and, and take a job that is is not that I could like when I got home, I could turn it off, shut it off, you know. But then again, I'd probably go absolutely crazy. Got a so. TV dinner and a Miller Lite, and I'm going to bed at nine. Oh, see ya. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, what's next for you, dude? I mean, you're working out of the house. Is there any is there any end in sight as far as when the Big Loud building is back open, or does anybody even know, or is anybody even trying to know? Depends on who you ask if, when the Big Loud building is going to open, right? But um, you know, I I I think the the beginning of the year, but we say that we don't know. Yeah. No one knows. No one knows anything. Um, you know what's what's newer what's up the road for us is is figuring out a way to get fall tours to happen yeah um so that's where we're at uh there's like this fall no next fall next fall next fall there's there's some 2020 there's some fairs and festivals that we're looking at if they can do things like you know that, that like that, what you're doing Rome's in rome doing, you know? yeah the hardest thing i've heard about rome is is getting all that the the set pieces there that's the hardest thing about that hmm. show is i guess getting all that maybe it just travels around whatever but um interesting yeah but that's that's kind of what's us man trying to find brand partnerships trying to you know my the hardest job for me is just how do i make income for artists right now well that's what i was going to ask you how do you break an act when you can't take the act to radio and you can't the act can't tour you know how do you we, break there, that? there's an artist on big loud right now um who is larry fleet who is absolutely incredible but he's starting right now Mm. And he's going to radio tour right now, and it is—it's all done virtual, and and it's—it's it's just different. It, I, I Mackenzie Porter did the same thing, and it's—I uh, applaud the radio team on how they're pulling this off. Like how are how are they being creative to get these artists in front of a guy who is sitting in his underwear at home? not really wanting to be on that Zoom to start off with, and how are they getting their attention with with an artist that we know that are really good, but... I got a little input on that when, yeah. we're, when we're Man, done it's, here. Yeah, it's tough, dude. Yeah. That's, I think this has been the hardest time for the radio world. Oh, dude, sure. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I mean, that's the thing about this, like we were talking earlier, whether it's politics or music or... Home Depot selling hammers. Yeah. None of us have ever been through anything like this in our uh, lives. My folks are 83. They've never been through anything like this. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. My dad turned 77 yesterday. Or yeah, the seventh, whatever that is. My phone died. Great. Or my watch. Uh, so I have no, no idea what, what the date is. Um, I think today's the eighth. It's but, Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday. The yeah. Eighth. Yeah. There you go. Um, and he moved. He, he said the same thing. Like he, he's never been through this. Yeah. And so he was like, you know what? I'm just moving out of town. Yeah. He lived in New Braunfels and he just mm. got out of town. You know, I just don't want to deal with whatever is going to be happening. I'm just going to go out there. Well, if he goes to green hall and finds my shirt that I left there 26 years ago, I would really like to have it back. What's crazy is he lived right around the corner from green. Did hall. he really? He decided to, I was like, dad, 
you live in like the most perfect little square you can live in and you're going to move out to Carn City? Like, oh my gosh, okay. All right. So it's a hard sell to get Troy to come down to Carn City. Yeah, you know, you kind of need an airport if I'm coming to town. Exactly, exactly. Dude, thank you so much. Man, Bart, thanks for I'm so glad you came out here, man. thanks for having me. It was a beautiful drive. It is a beautiful drive. It's a beautiful drive. Thank you for the uh, tequila. See? Check out my one sip tequila reviews what dude i got a i started an instagram account because i'm bored it's covid covid it's called one sip one sip tequila and i review tequila and there's no rhyme or reason to my scaling just Just what i like something you like exactly yeah someone's like why is it a seven well because i said it was a seven right (laughs) no i don't know it's my it's my instagram account so what is that tequila today that's a casamigos uh blanco do you like that i do like it. okay now that that would be i did put soda with it so i would probably mix more blancos than i would mm-hmm. like a rapasado or an anejo um i would do on the rocks for sure but ah. uh, but yeah one sip tequila check right. it out. i'll check it out yeah thank you very much for having me drive safe see you buddy